0: When you woke up on your last work day, what did you do similar than the day before? I know it's a hard one to think about. Your last work day, what did you do similar than the day before? Uh, you got out of bed. You uh, went on Instagram. You ate a, something, right? You probably drank a lot of coffee. Maybe you read your Bible. Hopefully you showered. Maybe. You drove the same way to work and then you realized, how did I get to work, right? We've done that before. We would just drive and all of a sudden like, how did I get here? Because your mind is somewhere else, but habits, right? There are certain things that you do. How many people are bed makers? When you get out of bed, you make your bed first thing. See, I asked you that question. I didn't ask who does not make their bed. See, much of what we normally do isn't the result of conscious choices, but as the result of daily habits. We are on this series called Habits, and uh, it's only a three-part little mini-series, really, really practical before we get into a new series on the book of Luke. Um, But we really feel like that this is the season for us kind of regrouping and saying, how do we put some things in our life that are so important for us, growing our relationship with Jesus uh, do you realize that f- over 40% of our actions that we do daily are a result of, aren't a result of decision-making, but as a result of habits? 40% of everything that we do every day, y- you don't have to think about them. You just do them because they're a habit. The, the key, though, is going to be like, how do I actually, the things that I'm not doing that I want to do, how do we get them to stick? And today I'm going to be talking about the two things that are going to be really important for us to make a new habit stick. I know I've been hearing from some of you, like you're excited and I could see from your worship today that you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus. You do. I mean, because we need him, right? In this world, we need Jesus in our life to guide us and to shape us and to mold us and to help us find that joy and that peace that only Jesus can give us. So we are in like the middle of January, and some of you have already given up on your New Year's resolutions. I know you have, because I almost did too. I, 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 I snuck a few things that I, I was like, oh, I did it. I was, I was determined I wasn't, and then I did. And then it's so easy to, to say, you know what? I can't do it. Let's just stop. Well, can I tell you what? Um, elections, we're not going political here, don't worry, elections are won by a majority vote, are they not? So as long as the majority of the time you're doing the right thing, you're winning. I just want to give you some... I I was hoping I'd get a little more encouragement of that. I was actually speaking to myself here. I was like, yes, you're winning because you're doing it the majority of the time, right? And so don't get too hard on yourself when you slip up that one time. We slip up that one time. The thing is, you've got to keep going back to the right right habit. So we said, just a quick review from uh, last week, goals don't determine your success. Systems determine your success. Goals don't determine yourself. It's a system that does. So you have to create a new system. See, you don't rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems. And that was from James Clear from a book called Atomic Habits. Now, it's really important that as we're going through this, it's like I'm just trying not to give you a motivational speech here today. I really do want it to be rooted in Jesus. And, but there are some certain things. If you look at Daniel's life. Now, we finished the book of Daniel uh, going through the fall into the winter. And uh, what a powerful book for us. But we saw some things in Daniel's life that was like really clear that helps us understand habits. See, Daniel did some things consistently that other people only did occasionally. And we do know that successful people do uh, those things consistently that others do occasionally. And Daniel himself had some systems in his life. I just want to let you know, in Daniel chapter 6, it says this. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps that by his exceptional qualities, that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Now, there's some certain things that Daniel did that gave him some exceptional qualities. And I believe it was really in his simple things that he did, his simple habits of his life that set him up. For success, you see uh, that spirit of excellence, that dedication, that discipline, really was a planned promotion for Daniel. And I believe that God is setting some things in your life as planned promotions. I'm not necessarily saying a promotion at work; it might be, but I'm just saying that God will promote you into greater effectiveness for Him and His kingdom. You know, I was thinking this week, and this is purely on the side, but. I just have come to realize that God has purposed you for a ministry. I think sometimes we think, well, I go to church and there's the youth ministry, kids ministry, young adult ministry, Venture Young Adults. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Venture Young Adults for putting on, helping support that uh, event that took place last night. I really appreciate you guys. Heart of service, that they really are ministers. But I started thinking about that every single one of you and me are ministers, And what is your ministry? What is the thing that God has called you to? And it's going to allow us to set these habits in place that are going to allow us to be fruitful in being effective for the Lord. So the story behind Daniel's life, and we we know this, that there are some things that that were already in place in Daniel's life that allowed him to succeed. Daniel chapter 6, 3 through 5, it says this. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel. By the way, when you start succeeding in life, succeeding in the things that God's purposed you, you're going to have a lot of um, criticism and naysayers because other people don't want to see other people succeed. It's true. They want to pull you back down because it makes them feel better about themselves. But you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eye on the prize, if you will, and you you keep pressing through. But here's Daniel. He faced it. So they started to set charges against Daniel for his conduct of government affairs, that they were uh, unable to do so. They couldn't find any fault with Daniel. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and they're corrupt um, and neither corrupt nor neglect. Sorry, neither corrupt nor uh, diligent. I think that's what it says. It does. Daniel, chapter six, three through five. And so here it is that that Daniel himself had set some things in his life, simple habits, small things that allowed him to be successful. Remember, we said last week that it's not about the what, but it's about the who. Who do you want to become? Who has God made you to be? Do you want to be a godly father or mother? Do you want to be faithful to God or unfaithful? Do you want to be an example to the your coworkers around you? Do you want to be salt and light? Who are you? And not just what do you want to accomplish? I want to lose a few pounds. I want to eat healthier. Those are good goals, but those are, those are the what's. So you want to understand who. Hey, you know what? I want to have energy so I can play with my grandkids when I get older. I want to be in good health, right? That, that's the what that answers a little bit. I mean, so that's the who that answers some of the what. So in Daniel six ten, you know, we, these are all things that we've already gone through uh, in our last series. But let's just see this small habit that that Daniel had. So here he is. He's he's been asked to be like the the number two in command and put in charge of things. And and here we have other people trying to drag him back down, create false uh, stories about him. And Daniel six chapter ten says this. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published. And the decree was this, that nobody was going to pray except pray to um, the king. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem three times a day. He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he has done before. Just as he has done before. You see, that's, that's a habit. When you start doing the thing on a regular basis, just as you've done before, that those small things when nobody's looking, when nobody's paying attention, between him and God, those were some small things that got developed into Daniel that made him who he was. And I think sometimes we look at the external of like, okay, I'm going to be a chameleon. I will be this way to this group of people. I'll be this way to that group of people. And, and you, you lose yourself if you live that way. Instead of saying, who am I before God and what habits do I need in my life that I do regularly, one little bits of habits, small habits that begin to change our identity. See, never underestimate how God can do something big through one small habit. See, we start the year off with these resolutions or these goals and they are so big And so like uh, hard that we get two weeks into it, and we can't accomplish it, and then we give up, and then we just like, see, I can't do it, and just start living the way that you've always lived. But what if it's just one small habit? What if it's just one thing that you think that you're going to do differently that's actually going to define who you are in your relationship with God? anything that has been successful in my life has been actually the result of these small habits that over time accumulated into something so much greater. For me, it was journaling. Uh, I have a stack of journals that, uh, by the way, we have journals for you at the Info Hub. If you feel like you want to journal through God's word, um, that's a gift for you. Just go to the Info Hub on your way out and just ask for one, we'll give you one. But that um, model, using the SOAP model, scripture, observation, application, prayer, was transforming my life, Ye- year eight, year 10, year 12, of doing that every day, faithfully. Well, not every day. There's, I, was, I was being political and doing it the majority of the time. So I was winning. Probably five days of the week, I would do that, right? So the majority of the time, I was doing that. I was in God's word. The majority of the time, journaling through God's word. And I noticed that my life was changing. Another small habit that I learned from Emotionally Healthy Relationships course was this being quiet before the Lord for two minutes. And me not talking to God, but allowing God to speak to me. That radically changed um, my life. But it was two minutes of my day. I mean, that's nothing. But that small little habit began to change my identity in Christ and began to change who I was. Now, I wasn't saying, hey, I'm going on a fasting retreat and, and uh, going onto the mountaintop and I'm going to be away with God. Every month I'm going to do this and, and uh, backpack two miles up to the my mountaintop. That, like, that is too hard. And chances are I wouldn't be successful at that. But what if we just added one small habit to our life this year? What kind of big result would we have? Let me ask you another question. How many people, uh, don't raise your hand. How many people floss their teeth? Just think about that for a moment. How many people do not floss their teeth? Well, we all know that is a really good habit, right? We go to the dentist. They ask you, are you flossing? Now, if your gums bleed, that means you're probably not flossing very well. And they say you need to start doing it. But why do we or don't we floss? It's one little habit. Is it because it's a pain? I don't really like to do it. It's... So that's going to be a key to setting a habit. We'll talk about that in a moment. But what if it was just these simple, small habits? Like, I want to get healthier, right? So all you do is you cut out soft drinks. That's just one simple thing that you can do. Don't start going with this all-new diet and all of a sudden realize that it's very expensive and it's too complicated and, you know, you're spending half of your day planning your menu around this eating healthy, what, what if it's just one simple habit that you do? What if it's just like, hey, I want to be more fit. And so what if it's simply instead of like, hey, I'm hitting the gym, getting the gym membership, and we're going to go five days a week, and we're going to pump it for an hour, and I'll get assigned for the classes. That ah, seems too complicated. But what if it's just saying, hey, 20 minutes a day, three days a week, I'm going to do something active. That's simple enough. You can do that. Just three days a week, 20 minutes, that's easy enough, right? But if you started doing that on a regular basis, remember we said those small things can have big results in your life? See, we wrongly conclude, we said this last week, that those small bad things don't really matter, or we'd say the small good things don't really matter, but it's a cumulative of those small decisions that are actually are the sum of our life. And so we have to realize what are the habits that we're going to put in our life that are um, regular, consistent, that then begin to change who we are and our identity becomes more Christ-like. So this will be good for, this what I'm going to tell you is good for just practical habits. But I remember uh, Paul says this, that physical training is of some good, but uh, spiritual training is of the greater good. In other words, it's important to, yeah, stay physically fit and eat well and all these things. But he's saying what is the greater thing is, is looking after our spirit and our soul, which is eternal. We need to make sure that we're still pressing into that relationship with, with we have with our Father. So here's the thing. Based on what you want to become, remember it's the who and not the what, what's one habit you need to start. That's a question for you. Get your phone, write it down, think about it, jot it down. Based on who you want to become, what's one habit you need to start? I know you've already started with some things, but maybe you need to jump back on the bandwagon of that. But I'm going to tell you how. So it doesn't have to be big, and actually it's better if it's small. Small. So maybe it's something as simple as this, that you're not going to hit the snooze button. Instead, you're going to uh, pick up the Bible. Maybe you're not going to go on Instagram the first thing you're going to pick up your Bible app. It's simple things. If you want to be a person who cares, write one note of appreciation every day. Simple. You want to be a person that's organized, make your bed first thing in the morning. A simple thing, start your day off right. You want to be a godly example to your teen? Well, do a simple little Bible plan with them. You want to be a person that's focused? Start your day with a list of three priorities. Write it down. Want to be a person that's healthier? Again, a simple one. Cut out some of that sugar. Eliminate soft drinks, right? That's a simple one that you can do. So how do you create a new... Habit. How to create a new habit. And this is where we're going with this. So we know that Daniel himself, his habit was to pray three times a day. And I think that's what set him up to be successful in the lion's den. See, uh, those small habits prepare us to be big people of faith when the habits are the right place in the right way. But they're built up over time that when we're faced with great adversity, when we're faced with big challenges in life, we find that we're not shaken. But what has allowed us to be there is those small little disciplines and habits that have built up an accumulation that have made you to be a person of greater faith, greater confidence, greater peace. That your foundation of your life is in a better place. So the interesting thing, the way that we do this is quite simple. You need, remember we says it's it's not the goal that matters, it's the system. So the system is this. You need to create a new habit loop. And the habit loop is this. You need to have a cue, something that all of a sudden jogs your mind or, or association. There's a cue. Then it needs to go into a routine or response. So cue, routine response, and then there has to be a reward, right? There there has to be something good that comes from this. So let me give you some examples. So you're creating your system and uh, it starts with, with a cue and then a response and then a reward. So here's the thing. I will do fill in the blank after I fill in the blank. I will do, fill in the blank, whatever you want to do after I. So what you're doing is you're linking your activities together. So um, you might just say, after I drink a cup of coffee, I'm going to pick up my Bible. Now the reward for you is now you're saying, you know what? I'm accomplishing my relationship. I'm building my relationship with the Lord. But you're, you're creating an action around something else you're already doing. You, most people take showers every day. So while you're taking a shower, uh, most people have phones that have speakers loud enough that maybe while you're taking a shower, you can be listening to a devotional. You can be listening to worship music. Um, so there's something that you're already doing. By the way, when, when we've been all taught, right, then you go to the restroom, you wash your hands afterwards, right? And do you really think it was because people get their hands soiled when they go to the bathroom? Probably not. Really, the reason why they do that is because somebody who's very ingenious knowing about habits, why back in the day it was really important for cleanliness, and we've just gone through COVID, right? How many times do we have to wash our hands a day? Back in the day, it was like, how do we keep people in a regular habit of washing their hands? Well, guess what? People use the restroom multiple times a day. Let's link a habit to that. Wash your hands after you go to the restroom. Okay, bad example, Uh, but it's true, it's so true. What you wanna do is you wanna link something that you're already doing to the habit that you wanna create. So you can think of all those things that you regularly do, right? That you don't even think about anymore, right? You wake up, there's something you do when you first wake up, You, you drive in the car, there's another great one while you're driving, there's something you can be doing while you're driving. But you're going to make it a cue to an action. So Daniel, right, he says, after I eat, I pray in my closet. Daniel, I think that's the other great reason why if you grew up in a tradition, uh, at least a faith tradition in your home, typically you would pray around the dinner table. Why was that? Well, it's because, you know what, we're going to eat multiple times a day. Why not link our eating to pray to God, thanking him for who he is and putting our focus back on him. So again, our forefathers really taught us well of linking activities that we're going to normally do into spiritual activities that will bring growth and connection to God. So after I put my kids to bed, here's a nice healthy one for you. After I put my kids to bed, I'm just going to go down on the ground and do 30 second plank. Right? It's easy. Put your kids to bed, 30-second plank. That's it. Simple. And you just know, every time I put my kids to bed, I'm going to jump on the floor, do my 30 seconds of plank. Or after I brush my teeth, I'm going to just journal one sentence. Don't, don't make it hard, right? It's just like, yes, after you brush your teeth and floss. And floss, people. <laughs> then I'm just going to journal one sentence, Remember what we said that, talking about the cue. We talked about it last week. If you, if you really want to read, um, read a book or read the Bible, if you want to do that before bed, a great way of doing it is creating a cue for yourself that put that book on your pillow in the morning when you go to bed, it's like, oh, right, I told myself I'm going to read a little bit of the Bible And again, I would encourage you, please don't make a goal saying, I'm going to read the Bible from beginning to end in the next uh, month. (laughs) I mean, it's good. Eventually you want to get into the place you can read through the Bible every year. And that's fantastic. But if you are, um, you know, that's not your habit yet of being in the word of God. Make it simple. Read a verse of the day, get the Bible app that, that gives you the verse of the day and just say, you know what? Before I take my first sip of coffee, I want the verse of the day read to me. They'll read it to you now if you want. (laughs) Make it simple. Make it simple. So here's the thing. Here's the cues. Make it obvious. Here's the two ways to do it and make it easy. Make it obvious and then make it easy. This is the way you're going to add these I hope spiritual habits, There could be others, but I really want to focus on the spiritual ones. Spiritual habits that are going to help you build accumulation over this year. Because if it's too hard and too complicated, you're going to get middle of January, which you are right now, and it's going to like fall by the wayside and then, you're, then you feel like, ah, I'm done. But if you make it obvious, make it easy, That's what's going to bring significant change to your life. So just give you another example, a real practical one, you want to start taking vitamins, right? You want to add those minerals. By the way, zinc is awesome for those around COVID time. Make sure you take your zinc. Uh, Make sure you get your vitamin B, especially in New England when we're in our houses more often. I'm not a medical professional. My dad is, so I can at least say I have some line to some, uh, interest there. But so you want to take some vitamins. How many people have had their say, I want to take some vitamins, but they stay in a cupboard somewhere and they don't get taken. Your cupboard's full of those things that you want to take. So you want to make it obvious. So you need to, the night before or keep them out somewhere, either take your vitamins the night before, put them on a table, take your little bottles, put them in an obvious place. That's the obvious. And then you just that becomes easy, right? When I wake up, oh, there they are. I gotta take them. Don't hide away these things. Make it obvious. So write one note. You want to be uh, really thankful. So you want to like grow in encouragement. You want to write one note a day, right? That's your goal that you have. Well, put the note cards on your desk at night. So when you wake up uh, or when you get to work in the morning. You see the note cards like, ah, obvious, as opposed to keeping them in your top drawer that your day gets busy and you forget about it. It's got to make it obvious. You got to make it easy. See, easy is like, how do I just start with baby steps? That becomes journaling one sentence, read one Bible verse, that you're The majority of the time, don't set absolutes, the majority of the time, you're doing those one small little bits that are obvious and easy. Because I guarantee you, here's the thing, you you read a Bible verse once a day, and let's say you do it for five days, I don't know what the math is, but I know a full year is 365, so take off two of those days a year. Uh, I won't do the math here. Try it on there. But you'll get probably close to 300 Bible verses in you throughout the year. It'd be amazing. And you're thinking about right now, how many Bible verses do you read a year now? Is it 300 and some? Maybe not. But if you just did something so small, the cumulative effect would be so life-changing. See, a lot of people think they maybe lack motivation. I want to let you know, you are a highly motivated group. It's not motivation that you lack, it's it's the system. And you haven't figured a way to build a system. I'm just kind of giving you some clues and some tips to help you build the system. You got to make it obvious and you got to make it easy. I want to make sure that you don't hear me incorrectly. I'm not talking about helping you just be successful in your goals. Because I don't want you to leave all of a sudden saying, I've checked the boxes on some goals. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark, for some tips on being more successful in accomplishing my goals. I built systems that are easy and obvious. But what I really want you to, to answer this question is have I been successful at the end of the day? Am I successful when I've honored God? See, I want you to say I'm successful today because I've honored you, God, in my actions, my words, my deeds, my thoughts. One of the things I've realized, and I keep bringing up emotionally healthy relationships, is because that was one of the courses that really changed my life. I I realized I had a a loop, a a pattern, a system in my mind, a habit, honestly. And I spiritualized it by saying, I have the gift of discernment. And therefore, I can discern people's motivations and um, actions. I can discern what it is. But I came to find out and realize that I was doing a lot of mind reading. And my mind reading was pretty off. I was making assumptions of what people were thinking and based on their body language. And and I justified it by saying, well, I'm pretty in tune with what's going on. But I created a habit of making these judgments of people. And never taking the time to actually ask them what they were thinking. And it became a habit for me. And, and I realized my relationships were, were, were not in a good place always because uh, of my poor habits. And so my system had to be built of just saying, hey, the next time I feel like I want to kind of make a story up in my mind of how I perceived somebody acting or reacting, I'm going to stop and say, hey, can can I just ask you a question? What were you thinking? Or what were you, um, just tell me a little bit about your response or your reaction to that situation. That became a new habit. And and every time I found myself going into the place of saying, I'm making assumptions, they're really judgments. And God says, don't judge unless you want to be judged in the same judgment. I was like, whoa, I need to pull away from there. So that one for me, okay, maybe doesn't have as many cues involved. But my cue was the moment I started thinking about um, creating a narrative in my own mind, I had to stop. And then ask the person, can I, can I, if I have the ability, or I give myself permission to say, don't go down there because you don't know the story. And so get my mind off of the loop of trying to create a narrative. I know for me, uh, also Audra and I, we used to, um, when we were young in our marriage, we used to be very intentional about reading a book together, um, a marriage book together, and then we would... And so just recently, God is, and maybe I'm being encouraged by to live out, I always try to live out our own messages here. And, and so I just like, you know what? I want to be intentional about building a habit back into our life of, uh, of being intentional, building on our marriage. And I know we have a great marriage ministry here and a new marriage course that's starting up this week. And then our love and respect conference, it's going to be amazing. You want to make sure I think they have a table out there. You can sign up for that. Um, but it means that I'm going to have to read um, a book at night and then I'm going to have to set up a time to meet and discuss this book. And, but I want that to be a habit in my life. And so, sure enough, I've, I'm putting a book beside my bed that I want to read and at night I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to have to say, I have to be intentional about, okay, Audra, let's go out on a date and then discuss this together. And so we need to create some, it's got to be easy, it's got to be obvious. And then I've got to create some cues along the way to help me realize, okay, this is a habit I want to have in my life to keep investing in my relationship. I'm not going to say we're going to go hit all the marriage conferences and marriage courses, but no, we're going to do something simple um, that we can invest in our relationship together. So I don't know what you are thinking for your habit, right? But I want you to think, leave here today with something that you want to not do, but who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Think about who you want to be and then create the one action that's going to help you grow into being who God wants you to be in those areas. Then you're going to link it to something that you're already doing. That's going to be your cue. So While I'm taking a shower, while I'm eating, or after I eat, after I get my cup of coffee, uh, as I'm driving to work, figure out how to link what you want to do to an activity that you're already doing, and then making it enjoyable, create the new system, um, and then accumulatively, guess what? You'll be in six months from now, We're going to say, how are you doing on your habits? And you're going to be like, we're winning, because we're still doing them the majority of the time. We're still doing them the majority of the time. We're still, they're easy for us now. I'm reading one verse a day and it's easy for me. We're getting through it. And that accumulation over time, you'll find that your life is gonna start to blossom and flourish because of these baby little steps that you're taking that over time are gonna change your life. Again, the question is, not am I accomplishing my goals, but am I honoring God with my life? Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just wanna say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just wanna say thank you for tuning in and maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We wanna say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.